Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Grant. We are presented, as always, by DraftKings. It's a Brant's Rants week on the Business of Sports. I'll have an announcement in a minute all about me. I got a new gig. It's starting this week. Something different, something new, something NFL-related. Yes, I'll tell you all about it in just a minute. First, a word from our sponsor, Cuts Clothing. You know, this is like a business of sports staple because the sport of business means demanding excellence from your craft, but also your wardrobe. Your fits need to be versatile and cuts clothing. They've taken the classic men's fashion staple, which is a plain t-shirt. They refined it. They got premium quality with a minimalist aesthetic. Take a plain tee, make it a Tony Stark. It's the bleeding edge of fabric technology meets the man confident enough to wear it. Cuts clothing. Cuts is premium with a purpose. Each piece of clothing is designed with custom-engineered fabric, expertly graded for perfect fit. I enjoy it. Fits me well. My body type works well with Cuts clothing. It's not just a lifestyle. It's clothing, office, leisure, apparel for the sport of business. That's up my alley. Get 15% of your first order by going to CutsClothing.com slash BOS. That's for business of sports. That's CutsClothing.com slash BOS for 15% off. The only shirt worth wearing cuts clothing. Okay, here's my announcement right off the bat in the Business of Sports podcast this week, the Branch Rants edition. I got a new gig, and it involves Thursday night football. So Thursday night football with the NFL, the first four weeks have been exclusively on NFL Network. I have nothing to do with NFL Network. This Thursday, they moved to Fox. I have nothing to do with Fox. They also moved to Amazon, which will have streaming with Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer and some of their contributors. I am not involved with Amazon. (laughs) However, there's another way to consume the game, and that's what I've been hired to do. It's called Twitch. I didn't know much about Twitch. I don't know much about Twitch. I have no followers on Twitch as of this moment. Hopefully that'll change in about five minutes when you all listen to this. But Twitch TV has hired a few co-streamers to stream the game and talk through it with you. And I'm one of those. Starting Thursday night with the Rams and Seahawks game, I am going to be a co-streamer on Twitch TV, where I'll be giving you my insight, my analysis, my play-by-play, my color commentary, my thoughts on each team, the business side of the Rams, the business side of the Seahawks, notes that I'll talk through. It's going to be new. My hope is that what the Mannings bring on the celebrity and their great quality content on the Manning cast, I can do in a small way through Twitch TV. So go to Twitch TV this Thursday night and every Thursday night going forward, where I'll be co-streaming, answering all your questions, trying to give you unique insight. What I hope to do is bring the front office business behind the scenes, behind the curtain approach to the game. And hopefully I'll make it unique. And obviously I'm not going to get the audience of Fox. I'm not going to get the audience of even Amazon, but I just want my audience and hopefully you all will be there. Go to Twitch TV. My channel is new as of this moment, Andrew Brandt live. It's called Andrew Brandt live. Go to Twitch TV My gig starts this Thursday night, 8.15, Rams-Seahawks Thursday night football on Fox. You won't find me there. On Amazon, you won't find me there either, but on Twitch TV, I'll be talking about the game as one of the NFL's co-streamers. I'm excited. 
you know, I looked at it as well. I watched the game anyway. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a lot to talk through. Three and a half hours, four hours, a lot. It's going to be a lot of talking. But something new, get a new audience, have a new medium that I haven't tried. It's always keep me young so I don't get stuck in the old mediums. And here I am. So you're the first to hear it on this Business Sports Podcast. Andrew Brandt live on Twitch will be streaming Thursday night football every Thursday night starting this Thursday. Ram Seahawks, 820 Eastern on Thursday night football. Okay. We have now reached October. It's fall car care month. That means AutoZone's here to help you with your car's often forgotten upkeep and cleaning. So here's the time. Take care of your vehicle. It's probably the most important thing you can do when it comes to owning a car, aside, of course, from driving safely. AutoZone has a wide variety of products help you get started. So at any of the 6,000 stores nationwide, you get excellent products. Take care of your car. Get that job off your checklist. Free day, same-day pickup, next-day delivery. You can even order as late as 10 p.m. Your package will arrive the next day. Tune-ups are not only for your car, but they boost a little confidence you as, as you. In, in you as well. So getting the tune-up you need couldn't be easier. We are in fall car care month. Show the car you drive care. Start shopping your way at AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Okay, I want to talk about Urban Meyer. This has been the story of the week in the NFL. Video appears, a nine-second video with a woman grinding against Urban Meyer at a bar where he appears to be having a good time. Nothing wrong with that. Now, it has taken on a life of its own. It kind of wasn't out there, but really didn't get a lot of play. But then, of course, Meyer addressed it. He addressed it to the media. He was kind of mumbling, kind of, you know, he was contrite. He said he shouldn't have been put himself in that position. He kind of, you know, went to the excuse factor a little bit in terms of there's a group. They wanted me to come over. What was I going to say? They wanted me to dance. They wanted me to get people on the dance floor. You know, here's the thing. You got to be above it. I know it's not the same rules for everyone. Celebrity, you just have to be above it. And he wasn't above it. And I'll talk about the business side of it in a minute. But listen, mini bye weeks always scared me as a front office executive in the NFL, as an agent. When the guys played on Thursday night, I worried about that because that's time to let go. You have no obligations until the next Monday. You're off from Thursday night basically until Monday. And people go different places. Now, Urban Meyer just stayed around where he was in Ohio, where he's got a long history and friends. And he ended up in that compromised position and even took pictures, kind of didn't seem to be shying away from that. So it was a compromised position. It didn't make him look good. It reflects poorly on him. It reflects poorly, more importantly, on the organization. And now there are stories out that he's lost the locker room, they're 0-4, they're not doing well. But here's the thing. Now we get to my expertise, the business side. Urban Meyer, as I see it, didn't need the NFL. He didn't need to come to the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the worst teams in the league, one of the worst franchises in the league. But he did. And I think he had more leverage than the Jaguars did. I think as a first-time NFL head coach, he probably got paid as as much as any Long-time NFL coach, maybe save for Belichick or Pete Carroll or Tomlin, who knows? But I'm sure he's making a ton of money, maybe even $10 million a year plus. Now, for a billionaire like Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, it's not a lot of money. But here's the thing. Negotiations are all about leverage. And I think that 
I just sense that the party that had the leverage in that contract negotiation was not the Jaguars. They wanted this guy bad and they gave him what they need to give him. Now, beyond the money, there's the language. So everyone's asking me about these moral clauses. Can they get out? And the whole four cause thing. Well, I would imagine the language is drafted in favor of the coach here because the coach is the one coming in with the leverage with the agents that are demanding things. And the Jaguars are saying, sure, anything to get Urban Meyer because he gives some credibility at that time. I'm not talking about right now. He gave some credibility, some gravitas, some real stature to an organization that needed it. And here we go. Now he gets in this compromised situation. We have the mea culpa from him. And now we have a statement from the owner. We're disappointed. We lost his trust. He's got to earn it back. But he's staying. Okay. So the Twitter mob, the, the you know, they're not lynching him at this point. Now, things have not gone well. He, he screwed up hiring a strength coach with a bad history. He's screwed up some statements. He's talked about vaccinations are really an inch. You know, you have to be vaccinated to... Uh, it's going to affect your status on the roster, which most coaches are not willing to say the silent part out loud, but he is what he is. And I think what people have to realize is, I don't know, but maybe Urban Meyer can say, take this job and shove it at some point. He didn't, I mean, he doesn't need it. He's had success. He can do TV. He can live off what he's got. He's got a lot of money. So I'm just not so sure that he's quaking in his boots, worried about getting fired which is a problem in itself if the Jaguars sort of went to the mat to get this guy and that guy has the leverage on him. As of today, and this is Tuesday night, October 5th, they're not firing him. They're getting ready for the next game. They're in game plan mode as of tomorrow morning, and it's happening. Yes, he's embarrassed. I always had to worry about players on mini buys. That was my point had to bail out a couple of jails times over my 10 years in green Bay. And, but you, you know, you also worry, you know, you don't really have to worry about coaches in this situation. Imagine the call to the Jaguars front office guy, which was me back in the day at the Packers where you not hearing about a player misbehaving and a, and a video coming out, but an owner, but speaking of, I mean, but a coach, but speaking of video, you know, thank God as a front office executive, I wasn't there for that. You know, I wasn't there for that. We had no social media. Sure, there were cell phones, but we had no social media. I didn't have to worry about seeing our coach, our player plastered going viral on social media. So that was a different age, a different era. We didn't have to worry about that. You know, Brett Favre liked to have his fun, but and maybe cell phones captured some of it, but never on social media and other players. I'm not picking on Brett. I didn't have to deal with a lot of problems on Brett. So other players, yeah. These were issues. But here we are. Urban Meyer is staying. Urban Meyer makes whatever he makes, 10 plus million dollars. One of the highest paid coaches in the league who never coached a down in the NFL before a month ago. So here we go. Uh, I guess my point is, yes, there might be morals clause in that contract. Yes, there could be four cause firing, which would eliminate the financial obligation of the Jaguars. But my sense is no. That contract's written in favor of the coach, of, of Meyer, because Meyer had the leverage in the negotiation. Just my two cents. They're trying to look at things a little bit differently. But the obvious is there. I mean, anyone can figure that out. He put himself in a compromised position with a woman grinding on him. That's just not good. Not a good look. And then, of course, there's the personal side with his marriage. But to me, 
That's between him and his wife. We don't need to jump into that. Okay. That's one of my rants. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I just want to say that Urban Meyer, you know, I don't think he's in a bad spot. I mean, let me say that he is in a bad spot, but I don't, I think they're afraid to fire him for all the financial consequences that it would happen if they did. And of course it's early. Okay, quick word from Visa, overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. I want to talk about NBA. As we start the NBA season, preseason games are starting now. It's a sport I have a lot of interest in. I know baseball playoffs are going on. I'll comment on that as we get closer to the World Series. But, it, you know, I always like to talk about the beginning of seasons, especially in this COVID era. And we're seeing a deja vu in the NBA like we saw in the NFL about vaccinations. Listen, the NBA, Roger Goodell, I'm sorry, the NBA, Adam Silver, is taking a page out of the NFL and Roger Goodell with this, meaning no mandatory vaccinations. So even though schools and businesses are mandatory vaccination, that has not happened in team sports. It's not happened in the NFL. It's not happened in the NBA. However, they are making life as they did with the NBA. NFL, the NBA is making life more difficult, not as difficult with the NFL, but more difficult for the unvaccinated. And we've had a lot of high profile players and discussions over the last week from big name players, the biggest name being Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets. We've heard from Andrew Wiggins, very reticent to discuss his status, but it's well reported that he's unvaccinated. Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic, who's very articulate. But what these guys fail to realize is that they're not tennis players. I mean, maybe I fail to realize maybe too harsh. What I'm pointing out is they're not tennis players. They're not golfers. They're not, you know, whatever. They're not alone. They're not playing individual sports. They're playing a team sport. So there are a couple issues with a team sport. Number one, threat of infection. And unvaccinated players are more likely to become infected than vaccinated players. Again, I understand. I'm not a scientist. People can say, we don't know that. We don't know that. Well, okay. Here's the deal. Unvaccinated players bring a risk to the vaccinated rest of the team. And it's not, and, and we can talk about the health side of it, but there's the competitive side to it. If you bring that to the team and you have an outbreak that becomes an issue competitively. And if the NBA follows the NFL with forfeited games for teams that can't make out a roster, that's a financial loss and that's affecting the finances of his teammates. Now, Irving and Wiggins have bigger issues to deal with than the NBA. They have to deal with state legislatures. And in the city of New York, you can't attend large gatherings without being vaccinated. That's a problem for Kyrie Irving because basketball games at the Brooklyn Nets Arena are large gatherings, as in San Francisco at the Chase Center 
where Andrew Wiggins cannot attend because it's a large gathering. What in the world is going to happen when they start playing real games and these guys can't play in their home games, which make up, of course, half the schedule? So this is what I don't understand about these guys, because even though they're eloquent about their reasons, and I am not going to come down on people for having their personal reasons, the issue is it's a team sport. And in a team sport, we've got problems when people put themselves ahead of the team. And maybe they're popular players. But here's where I want to see what happens in the NBA. What are the conversations internally? What are the conversations between Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins? What are the conversations between Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving? And what are the coaching conversations? You want to support your players. You want to support your teammates. But you've got adverse situations. What are the conversations between Jonathan Isaac of the Magic and his teammates? How does that work? So what I'm looking for over the next few weeks of training camp is how is that going to be resolved? How is it going to be resolved with the city's uh, mandates and with the league and vaccination? Now, I know the NBA is at a vaccination rate much higher than the national population, but the national population is not playing a team sport, right? That's what's different. Now, it seems to be working a month into the NFL season. We see players like Carson Wentz and, Carson, and Josh Sweat, uh, Amante Sweat with, the, with Washington, and, of course, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins. They seem to be operating okay. We haven't heard of any issues with unvaccinated players having to have different rules, but that's where we are. Will it work in the NBA where players are much more magnified and their status is much higher? So these are things to watch. I'm really interested in seeing how it comes out in terms of NBA vaccination, how the state mandates. Are we really going to not have players like Andrew Wiggins and Kyrie Irving not play in their home arenas because of this and potentially lose out on half their income? Are we really going to not have conversations that become very heated, uh, that become very open and honest between teammates? And maybe these have already happened. But listen, personal choice, uh, I'm all for it. Great. <laughs> and we've got some strange bedfellows. You know, we've got Ted Cruz tweeting that he's in support of Kyrie Irving and Jonathan Isaac and Andrew Wiggins and NBA players where it just seems like a guy like that was more on the shut up and dribble side when those guys had social issues to press on with. But whatever, say what you got to say, as John Mayer says, and here we are. Okay, that's my rant about the NBA. I just think that thing is going to be interesting to watch. We are still in year two, or maybe it's year three, whatever we are in, of the COVID era. So I just think it's interesting to watch, and I'll be watching it. And I'll do it for this week's edition of Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. You heard my announcement. Twitch TV starting this Thursday, Rams Seahawks. I will be providing my hopefully unique and insightful brand of perspective, commentary, analysis, all for you. Sign up for Twitch TV, Andrew Brandt Live, and we can talk. I'll take your questions. That's basically how I'll be filling the time, talking to you, listening to your questions, giving my thoughts. Twitch TV starting Thursday night. 
Thanks to my producer here, Brian Neal, my musical producer. That music you hear under me is from my son, Sam Brand. He was at the Rams-Chargers game last night out in L.A. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew Brand, Instagram, Andrew Brand 2 Clubhouse, where I'm doing some stuff, ADB719. Sunday 7 newsletter, you got to subscribe, free to your inbox. Go to andrew-brand.com to sign up. Apple Podcasts, comments, and rankings, always appreciated. And I'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brand. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.